first question is I understand that you're in New York right now and you know, with the Trump administration at the helm in the United States, what do you see as the future of the relationship between the U.S. and the Central Tibetan administration? Are you hopeful for the possibility of a better alliance? Um, I, you know, I have been in my position for the last seven years. Mm-hmm. So over seven years, I have developed relationships in Washington, D.C., first with the Obama administration, now with the Trump administration. So it has you know, progressively become better. Mm-hmm. So I was in D.C. Uh, just last week for three days. So I met you know, several senators and congressmen and staff members of the uh, U.S. You know, uh, State Department and uh, White House. Uh, so for the first time, you know, we could uh, release photographs of our meetings and the grant that we're getting from USAID all, you know, have been progressing and getting better. So, uh, so the Trump administration have also been supportive of the Tibetan issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think the United States has not sufficiently taken to task the Chinese government on the question of human rights violations perpetuated by that country? Do you think the Trump administration needs to take a tougher stance on Chinese human rights violations? Um, we always wish more could be done, mm-hmm. uh, given the, the human rights violations taking place in Tibet, because the Freedom House, you know, uh, index uh, shows that in 2016 and 17, mm-hmm. uh, the situation in Tibet is least free mm-hmm. after Syria. Now, everybody knows about Syria, but not many people know about Tibet. So given that kind of situation, you know, we wish the U.S. government will be more vocal and supportive of uh, the Tibet issue. However, recently the Vice President Mike Pence have made uh, very specific and frank uh, comments on the issue of Tibet, which we welcome. And also the State Department, uh, when they organized the ministerial meeting on religious freedom, uh, the Secretary of State and the Ambassador for Religious Freedom uh, and Senator Brownback, uh, they all have made strong statements regarding denial of religious freedom and human rights in Tibet, which we all welcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and so when you entered as president in 2011, you were a proponent of the middle way approach for a nonviolent solution to the issue for Tibetan sovereignty. Are you still hopeful for a peaceful solution seven years later? Yes. One should always remain hopeful, you know, as a human being. Mm-hmm. Hope, you know, keeps us going, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so middle way is the policy of Tibetan administration, which seeks genuine autonomy within China, within the framework of the Chinese constitution. So uh, this is a win-win proposition for both for the Chinese government and the Tibetan people. And uh, the path that we pursue is also nonviolent and peaceful. So this is, uh, you know, model of, uh, you know, of movement. So the mm-hmm. international community and the U.S. government people have been supporting and should continue to support. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the middle way approach being a win-win solution. And I wonder, given the solutions that China has been able to establish with regard to the statuses of Hong Kong and Macau, why do you think it's taken so long to come to a peaceful resolution with Tibet? 
Um, yes, that has always been the vexing question. And one theory is that people in Hong Kong and Macau have some kind of autonomy. And also within China, like in Shanghai and you know, Shenzhen and other areas have other forms of you know, autonomy. But for Tibetan people, it's been denied. And mm-hmm. the theory is that maybe Tibetans are not Chinese, you know. It's a different nationality. So the Chinese government trusts us less and, you know, there's element of mistrust and that is the reason why there, there is no solution so far.